scales or I call it the scales of injustice, okay? And what I mean by that is all of us have terribly low self-esteem. That's the injustice. And then to compensate for that, we all are in massive denial. Now, what are we in denial? See, when we're in denial, we don't want to admit that we feel really poorly about ourselves, that we can't see our inherent worth, that we don't really believe in ourselves, that we have confidence that we can achieve what we want, but we mask over it with drugs, pills, with careers, lots, you know, we chase all these different things that present the image. No, I have it. I have self-esteem. We use these band-aids, right? And that's the scales of injustice. Well, what's at the heart here? What's the real problem? Where did we learn that we had no inherent worth? Well, that, that's not innate. That is not an innate characteristic of the human species. There's only one way we learn that we have low self-esteem. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And low worth. Childhood. The parenting that we all received. Now, this is, a lot of people think I'm blaming parents. It's not it. It's an explanation. Look, no one teaches us how to be a parent. We're all perfectly imperfect, even if we, even if... We went to school all day, every day to learn how to be a parent. The first thing we do in the, in the first hour, we make 10 mistakes because we're human. And it's just an overwhelming job. I mean, think of it. Someone has to work, take care of other kids, manage themselves, manage their marriage or partnership that they're with, manage technology, the way other people drive, the other way people think, politics, emotion. Like, I'm sorry, there's so much going on in life. How could a parent not make mistakes? And at times, yell and scream and send the message to us that we don't have worth. That doesn't make, that's not a blaming of the parents, but that's just saying the sky is blue and the sun came up today. That's all it is. It's truth. But see, our low self-esteem, this is the proof of the scales of injustice. We can't admit that truth. No, 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 it's not parents. It's not my childhood. No, don't tell me that, Kenny. Don't make me admit that to myself. I can't admit the truth. And that's what's killing everybody. The single greatest killer on this planet today isn't COVID. It's not guns. It's denial. We don't want to accept that truth that we all have terribly low self-esteem and we're all in massively high denial. And all of this starts in childhood. The science proves it. What have they said for centuries? Show me the man at seven years old and I'll show you the man. We've known behavioral science. We, are, we become our childhood. And so anything in your adult life that isn't working, you learned it in childhood. That's been proven study after study, the adverse childhood experience. Like, just Google. I mean, if you don't believe me, just Google it and you'll see page after page of we become our childhood. Like, this isn't, I'm not bringing up something controversial. What is controversial about what I'm bringing up 
is that I'm the first person that really calls it out. Everyone skips that and, and doesn't want to point out that our parents were perfectly imperfect and that we're all in denial and that, it, and that what's keeping us from loving ourselves and being confident is the inability to face this truth. So how do we truly be confident? How do we truly love ourselves? Well, we have to become an expert in confronting our denial. And what, basically, what's all-encompassing our denial? What's in there? A couple of things. First of all, all of our perfect imperfections. This is all the things we don't want anyone to know about. All of our scabs, all of our skeletons. This is that dirty, dark secret in the closet. This is the virus that eats up the petri dish and at night when we lay on the couch and we drink too much wine and we take sleeping pills and we have affairs and we steal money and we do all the things we do. Those are our perfect imperfections that we don't even want to admit to ourselves and we definitely don't want to admit to someone else. Well, do you see what happens? If I go become an expert in my perfect imperfections, if I can learn to love, forgive, and share with you how messed up I am, what does that give me? Self-esteem. Do you see that? Self-esteem isn't the ability to accept our perfection, that you're, you know, all the things you're good at. Self-esteem is the ability to accept all the things you're not good at. Remember? What does it require? A belief in your inherent worth, regardless of what you're doing, what you're being, any of it. You, as a human being, have tremendous inherent worth. And so the only way to gain true self-confidence isn't the visualization, thinking positive, all that stuff. That's window dressing, because nobody wants to talk about the real issue. The real topic is, are you willing to accept that in your imperfections lies your greatness? That's the best part of you. Because do you see what the recovery process is? Here's what happens in childhood, because we're all, you know, sent messages that we were imperfect. What did we learn? Uh-oh, this part of me mom and dad don't like. I need to get rid of it. I need to banish it. And so when you sit there and you shame yourself and your negative self-talk, like everyone's trying to teach you to, you know, self-love and self-esteem, stop all that. They're right. But what is the general feeling? God, I wish I could get rid of this. I want to cut it off. It's like you want to exercise it. Take it to a priest and say, just remove this from me. Well, do you see what that is? That's the piece of you that was told you don't have worth. So do you see that cutting it off, getting rid of it? This is your addiction. This is all, you know, the so-called bad things. This exorcism that you want to get rid of. This is your soul that you're saying, I, it has no worth. The solution is the opposite. It needs to be reintegrated. It needs to be accepted. All it's lacking is love. Love from you. We can't get it back from our parents. This is our reclamation pro project and process. We have to become our own parent. 
And we have to go heal this pain that was placed into us in childhood that we've been trying to ignore and abandon in society, especially. Society goes, oh, yeah, don't talk about how bad you are. Don't admit your imperfections. Don't be a tattletale, right? Isn't that what we're taught as a kid? Don't be a tattletale. Don't you dare cry. What are you doing crying? What are you upset for? Come on, be strong. That's the past is in the past. Let it go. Don't deal with it. What are you crying about over that? It's already over with. Let it go, kid. Shame, shame, shame. That's the message we've been sending for centuries to every child and every adult. That if you look, you know, you talk about any of that. It's, it was funny. I was watching a documentary the other night. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. About tennis. And the messaging to have mental toughness, don't show that you're weak, never talk about it, never deal with it. The message, all the training we've ever been given to have confidence and be tough and strong mentally is nothing but shaming, belittling, and creating the separation of self. That you only have worth if you put up this false facade
that came to me, I don't know, what was it, five, seven years ago, I wrote about it in my book. You know, I have a little chapter on it, The Day I Saw My Darkness. And for those of you who haven't read my book, um, I was out for a walk, and I was feeling just so great about myself. I just thought I was the cat's meow. I had met with some people that day, and it was like coffee meetings, just get to know you stuff, not dates, but business stuff. And I was out for this walk, and I was thinking about the day and just, you know, affirmations going, God, and visualizing and, you know, and really pumping myself up and, and really proud of myself. And, and I said to my, you know, I asked myself, I'm always asking myself questions. I'm always confronting my denial. Um, I didn't know that I was about to confront something very poignant. Um, but I just asked myself, why do you feel so good? And I had thought through the day of, you know, this woman that I'd met and within three questions, she was bawling her eyes out and telling me her whole life story. And part of why I was feeling so good is I'm like, God, look how gifted I am of, you know, in three questions, this woman shared her life story with me and, oh my God, I'm so good at what I do, da, 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 da. Just really filled with self-importance. And so I was asking myself, what, you know, what is it you like so much about that? And the first thing that came to my mind was power. That kind of startled me. And I kind of slowed down the way I was walking and I went, power? What do you mean power? And I felt, I saw and felt this darkness in me that said, I like the power. And I, what I'm going to explain will take several minutes to explain, but all of this happened like that. This whole, what, it, what I'm about to share with you, all of this happened in a split second, but it seemed to slow down and, you know, immediately what I saw right there was, oh my God, I was a predator. I didn't help this woman. If you've seen the movie Predator, the old Schwarzenegger movie, the way that it's an alien that comes down to earth and it cloaks itself, it can become the scenery and the way it survives is it takes a human being and sucks everything off of them and leaves a skeleton. And in that moment, I got a vision of us leaving after, you know, talking and seeing her walk to her car. And she looked, you know, now here I am out for the walk and I saw her and I'm like, oh my God, she left like a carcass. I had sucked the life out of her. My questions weren't there to help her. They were because I could ask questions in a way that could expose her emotionally. Oh my God, I'm the devil. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my God, that's disgusting. That's not helping. That's vicious and evil. And I saw this darkness and I literally was going for the walk and I buckled. I just bent over and buckled and just convulsed at the truth of how awful, how treacherous and evil I was to this woman. 
And the second I saw how absolutely horrific I can be to somebody, immediately I got flooded with light. Like it was this, it was light. It, not just white, but light. And I stood up and I just started crying. And I just went, and I heard myself say, oh my God, finally. This is why we have to see how imperfect we are. Once I was able to see the darkness that we all have. See, I was taught to use people because I was used as a child. I didn't know. I could never keep friends. People might like me, but then they drift away from me. I never knew why. In that moment, I finally knew why. I thought I was being nice. I didn't know. I didn't know that lot, that there's a way to ask questions that is terrifying, that is destructive and evil, that is meant to serve and feed me and is about power and has nothing to do with helping somebody else. I didn't know. I never knew that about me. And that's why I was crying because like, now I can see it. I can do something about it. I was in denial all my life because that's all I'd been taught. Don't look at your darkness. Don't admit your imperfections. Don't see it. Don't talk about it. Don't deal with it. Don't see your pain. That's all we've ever been taught, right? All this, I get really angry at it now. The messages that people in this industry especially try and sell you. I call it the Nike philosophy. Come on, be tough. It's garbage, complete garbage. The answer's in the opposite. As soon as I saw how awful I could be, I was filled with light because what is, what did I get? Truth. I saw myself authentically. What is self-esteem? Inherent worth. Every part of me. Like if I can see and accept that that's just awful, I can accept all of me. I can forgive myself. Because of the way the world works and people in this position have always taught, don't ever look at that, ignore it. Just be positive. Never deal with the dark stuff. No, 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 no. Don't go there. That's all anyone's ever taught. No one's ever taught this. How could I have known? I did the best I could with where I was. But now that I saw it, now I'm free. And so if you want true self-love, if you want true self-esteem, there's only one way to get it. You have to be willing to accept all of you. And that requires you becoming an expert in your darkness, an expert in your denial. That requires you accepting and learning how to let in and love those pieces of you that your parents discarded and said, that's bad. You're a bad child. And then you learn to sequester those. And those are what cause you to drink and act out and treat yourself poorly. That's your pain. It's the little child in, in you just going, will you love me? It's like when I work with addicts, they're always afraid I'm going to get them to quit their addiction. I'm like, no, because I know your addiction is only because deep inside there's a child in you that wasn't loved. So I'm here to love that child inside of you. If, you, if that child decides it no longer needs the addiction, the child will decide that, not me. That's why you drink and drug. It's because somebody told you who you needed to be. Well, I'm not doing that. You're fine the way you are. I like you and I will love you just the way you are.
That's what an addict needs. That little child to be validated that they have worth. And so do you. And that's what this process gives you when you confront your perfect imperfections, your darkness, your denial. The only outcome is true self-love, true self-esteem. That's it. From that place, you have confidence that you can conquer and become and do anything you put your mind in, mind to that's within your control, that's reasonable. Can you see that now? Can you see how while affirmations and being grateful, and they're helpful, but they'll never get you there. There's only one way to get there. You have to love all of you, the most broken and perfectly imperfect aspects of you.